Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Okay, we're going to read from John chapter 1 and verse 29, if you want to turn there. John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, this is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him, and I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. Amen. Amen. Lord God, Lord, tonight, Lord, would you, Lord, take, Lord, your scriptures. Lord, this is your word, O God. This is an eternal word, O God. Lord, and would you, Lord, cause it, Lord, Lord, to nourish us tonight, O God. Lord, to feed us, Lord, to encourage us, O God. Lord, to challenge our thinking, O God. Lord, we choose this night, Lord, to submit our thinking, our ways, our attitudes, our lives. Lord, we submit them all to you and your word, Lord. So, Lord, Lord, speak to us tonight, O God. And Lord, help me, Lord, Lord, to speak, Lord. Enable me in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Tonight, I want to talk about... Greatness, greatness. Mike Tyson, who many of you will know, I saw a clip of him recently and he looked at his trophies and he said that they're all garbage. He said that they're all garbage. That which he, he worked so hard to achieve. He, he invested his health, his body, his time, you know, all the, the, the determination that he could muster and focus and energy, he, he put into this, this boxing career and now he looks back on, on, on the achievement of it and the, the, the result of it, his, his belts and his trophies. He said, it's garbage. It's garbage. And brothers and sisters, we need to consider, and, and what I want to do tonight is, is consider this, this, this question of, of what is greatness. In the eyes of the world tonight, greatness could be defined as, as exceptional, overcoming exceptional challenges. 
to overcome in the face of, of even disability or, or learning disabilities or you know, to, to overcome in the face of obstacles or poverty. Or greatness could be to have been of, of great benefit in a field and, and something that, that would benefit other people. To have achieved maybe a renown for something or other can be defined as greatness. We could talk about maybe you know, people like Churchill in the Second World War, just, just leaders who were full of grit and determination to stand against the, the tyranny of, of the, the Nazi onslaught. We could talk about great church leaders or, or great preachers. Spurgeon as a preacher was a great preacher. We could talk about missionaries. People who've, who've sacrificed much and, and done much for the sake of the gospel. And, and while maybe some of these things could, could be help, helpful, we, we need to be careful, brothers and sisters, of how much we take a definition of greatness from any one or, or a couple of these aspects. And we can have... In our, in our mentality, in our minds, just in our approach to life, we can have just a, a wrong definition of what it is to be great. And therefore, our direction can be, can be off. What's interesting about John the Baptist is that before he was even conceived to Zechariah and Elizabeth, the angel Gabriel came to Zechariah and said in, in Luke chapter 1 verse 15 that, that John the Baptist would be great in the eyes of God. Great in the eyes of God. He said that he would persuade many Israelites and that he would, he would live in the, in the spirit and power of Elijah, one of the, the great, great prophets of old. And that, that John the Baptist would precede the coming of the Lord. And then Jesus, Jesus in, in Matthew 11 and verse 11 makes this comment. He says, Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. What a thing to say. What, what a declaration to say that, that John the Baptist is the greatest of the prophets. So it's a, it's, th th this is an important question. And it's a hard question, brothers and sisters. Sometimes we, we would quite comfortably ignore this question and just carry on with, with, with what's comfortable and what, what is convenient. But one day, brothers and sisters, we'll all, even before we hit death, I think there comes a moment in time where we will consider what, what have we done with our lives? What, what, what has it amounted to? Have I, have I lived my life effectively? Did, did, I, did I do something with my time that's going to count? Is, is, is there a legacy, a, a, a human legacy? Is there a, is there a spiritual legacy that, 
that I can say I have contributed to or my life has counted towards something that goes beyond just, just my own self. And brothers and sisters, I, I think it's important that, that, that we consider this tonight. And I feel led to do that. And I was just challenged by this question of, of John being the greatest of the prophets. And, and just what is this greatness? And what can we learn from it tonight? And, and brothers and sisters, it's a good question to ask. And, and it's quite a sober question to ask. And I don't want us to end up like Mike Tyson saying, you know, everything that I, I fought for, everything I invested in, it's, and, and what it amounts to is garbage. It's garbage. Gabriel said to Zechariah, he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. And I think, I think that needs to be our measurement system, brothers and sisters. We can have, we can take measurement systems from the world of what is great by fame, power, influence. But I think we need to decide tonight that what is greatness is defined by greatness in the eyes of God. Can you hear an amen? Because what God says is greatness, that's what's important. That's what's important, even if, if nobody else ever recognizes it, but only God recognizes it, that's greatness. That's greatness. That's what I want. I want him to be pleased. I want him to be satisfied with, with my life. I want my life to count in his eyes. And that's what, what God said about, about, that's what Jesus said about John the Baptist. There's greatness there. And that, that has to be our measurement system tonight. Let's look for a moment at, at some, of the, some of the characteristics of John's life that, that we can see. He lived, he lived a holy life. The word holy means, means set apart. And, and, and John lived this, this set apart life, consecrated, dedicated, purposed on the things of God. And that, that's, we know that's what holiness means. It means to be set apart onto God. And it's important to be holy. And it's something that God has, has called us as people to, to is, is to be a holy people. It was important for John's life. He wasn't to touch alcohol. Alcohol messes with our discernment to the point of not being able to drive properly. There's a joke coming into my head about women drivers, but I'm not going to tell it because, because that would be wrong in this moment in time. <laughs> I'm going to be self-disciplined. <laughs> but alcohol carries a warning for driving, but it carries a warning for life as well, brothers and sisters. And John wasn't to touch alcohol. And he lived a separate life from, from modern conveniences of the time, whatever was modern in that time, and the housing and, and survival 
uh, inventions, he's, he chose to separate from that to accomplish his mission. And he moved out and he lived in the wilderness to accomplish his mission. But that, that his holiness and, and being holy, it, that wasn't what made him the greatest of the prophets. Many other prophets and many other people even that we can read in the word of God lived holy lives, but they weren't the greatest of the prophets. And it was a great thing. It was a good thing. It's an important thing. But it didn't set him apart as the greatest of the prophets. John was filled with the Holy Spirit. There was an anointing on John, a great anointing on his life. And he was, he was declared to be a prophet by the people who listened to him. They could recognize the moving of the Holy Spirit. They could recognize the voice of God through this man. And this was a wonderful, wonderful thing, an important thing. And he called and he declared great truths to the people and called them to, to holiness and called them to repentance. But other prophets had the Spirit upon them as well. This wasn't what made him the greatest of the prophets. He was able to confront sin. And he would not compromise. There was a strength in, in this man. God had put a, a, a powerful strength within him to, to, to not veer to the right or left, but to declare truth as truth and to, to confront even the authorities of the day without fear. Without holding back, he wouldn't compromise. And he called, he called people to repentance. He wore camel skin and locusts and honey, and he, 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 he was sacrificial. He, he set aside things, comforts, to, to accomplish this holy lifestyle and this, this call. And he wasn't going to be defined and drawn into just the lifestyle of the day and just, just live like everybody else. He chose to live separate. And we read about other prophets who lived separately. Daniel, who, who lived in Babylon, he lived separate and different to the culture, but in the culture, but separate to it. It's a good thing to do. And brothers and sisters, we need to understand that we are, we are different to the society around us. We can draw example from, from John. It's a good thing to do is to, to not be just drawn into whatever the, the norms of society are and just live that way. No, we ask God. We're led, we're led by the Lord. But this isn't what made John the greatest of prophets, even though this was a good thing. And we could look at other aspects of John's life tonight, but I want to get into what was, what was it about John that made him the greatest of prophets? So Matthew 11, let's, let's, read, uh, let's read a little bit more about what Jesus said about him. Jesus began to speak to the crowd. This is Matthew 11 and verse 7. Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out to see in the wilderness? A reed swayed, swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, 
Those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet. Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This was the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there's not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. And brothers and sisters, the, great, the greatness of John the Baptist was that he announced Jesus. He announced the Messiah was coming. His, his greatest accomplishment was, was this great proclamation that, that Jesus is coming, that actually Jesus is here, that Jesus is already amongst us. God had created this, this amazing plan, and Pastor Nick brings us through it, you know, when he talks about the new covenant, this great plan right from before time began. This, this, this wonderful plan where he would, he would pick Abraham and out of Abraham bring a nation and he would he'd bring the law and the prophets through that nation and, and ultimately bring Jesus. And, and that, that whole plan, there was, there, was, there was prophets, there was the miraculous, there were signs, there was wonders, there, there, the nation of Israel were, were brought out of, out of Egypt to accomplish this. There was, there was miracle after miracle. They were brought into land, and, and they took over that land of Canaan. It, it became their country. It became Israel. And um, these were amazing things, brothers and sisters, amazing things. And, and this, what, 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 what John did in this moment of time, in, this, in, this, in his area, and in, in, in this day, where John stood up and made this proclamation, is he, he, brought, he brought the culmination of all of this plan of God, all of this amazing weaving of God's plan in through the, the sinful feelings of man and the, 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 the fallen nature of man. God weaves this amazing plan of salvation and, and, and Jesus comes into the world and it's perfect and the timing is perfect. And, and it's, it's set up perfect. And, and, and so the, the prophecies were in place so that we, we would know that Jesus is the Messiah because the prophets came hundreds, hundreds of years prior to that. We would have the evidence. And John comes and he is, he is the, the culmination. He is, he is, he is putting the cap on this plan, he is bringing this, this, the, 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 it's like uh, the, this whole thing is coming together in this moment in time in Jesus, in Jesus. And John is making this declaration of the entrance of, of, of the God-man, of the Redeemer, brothers and sisters, of, of our Jesus who would go to the cross of the person who had washed away our sins, the Lamb of God. And John comes with this great announcement. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. The, 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 this culmination, this, the, the answer that we've been waiting for, he has arrived. Hallelujah. 
And he comes with this great announcement. And this, brothers and sisters, this culmination of all the prophecies, of all the miracles, of all the, the, the Psalms and, and, and everything that was pronounced and declared and, 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 and done by the Lord to make this happen, he comes and he says, it's done, he's here. He's here. He has arrived. And he, he ends that period. He was the last of the prophets. He ends that, that period in time prior to Christ, announcing that Jesus has come. The culmination of the tabernacle ministry, the temple ministry, sacri the sacrificial system. All of it, the sign, all of these signposts to Jesus. What a powerful, what a powerful proclamation this was. What a powerful ministry John had. What greater announcement could you bring? What greater declaration could be brought than Jesus has arrived? <laughs> he who will rescue us from our sins is here. He has arrived. He is with us, the deliverer, the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. I'm sure many people wondered about that as John declared it, that, that Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. What is this all about? What is happening? What is taking place? And he makes this great announcement. And John, John does all this. And I think one of the, the lovely attributes of, of John's character was his humility. Even though he was announced to Zechariah by the angel as being great, there was a humility there. He, he knew he wasn't the Messiah. And he never, he wouldn't touch the glory. We see that in his words. Not worthy to undo his sandals. He knew, he knew he was merely a man, even though he was called to a great ministry. And he knew that Jesus was so much greater. And he had this, this humility. And what, what John had, had drawn disciples to himself. There, there were a group of disciples who had gathered around him, even to the point that, that we read later on in, in the book of Acts, that there were, there were people who were preaching the baptism of John, even years after John had died and, and, and Jesus had, been re, uh, had died and resurrected as well. And the, he had drawn disciples and, and his ministry was effective. And the crowds were flocking to hear him. And what he does is he points to Jesus. And one day he says to his disciples, he says, look, the Lamb of God. And when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. And what John does is he doesn't resist. He doesn't pull them back and say, you're, you're my disciple, stay with me. I'm not quite done yet with my ministry. I'm still preaching here. And he doesn't, he doesn't pull them back. 
we, we think that they're probably Andrew and John. And you can imagine that, that John the Baptist, he would have sat with these men. I'd imagine that friendship had grown as he had taught them and encouraged them. It wasn't an easy life to be beside John. And they had stood together in the trenches and, and, and took the, the ire, I suppose, of the, the, the authorities, the Romans and the, the, the Jewish authorities, the, the ones that, that John called out as hypocrites. And they'd stood together in the trenches. And it's not easy to get men like that. It's not easy to get men who will, who will stand for what's right at sacrifice. And John the Baptist points to Jesus and he says, look, there's the Lamb of God. He is the one who will take away the sins of the world. And they followed these disciples, these two disciples followed, followed Jesus. And it must, have been, it must have been painful for John to see these friends go and follow Jesus. And he doesn't resist. He doesn't resist because he knows he knows who Jesus is. And he points his own disciples, his own comrades to Jesus. And he's prepared to be at loss for the sake of Jesus and for the glory of Jesus and for the, for, for, for the greatness of the name of Jesus. And brothers and sisters, we have that proclamation to make. We have that great, great proclamation to make in our lives that Jesus is the Lamb of God. And I think as we think about the greatness of John the Baptist, let us be encouraged to take something of the ministry of John the Baptist in ourselves and point to Jesus with our words, with our lives, with our actions we can proclaim that Jesus is the Lamb of God, brothers and sisters. Why? Because we know that he has come to us. He has forgiven us. We can point that Jesus is the Lamb of God. He takes away all the sins of the world. Hallelujah. We, we, can, we, can, we can speak about the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. We can tell people that, that Jesus gives the Holy Spirit. We have we have a proclamation to make. And we can, we can learn something from the greatness of John by what his greatest proclamation was. And we can make our lives all about that proclamation of Jesus. Of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Not me. Not my success. Not my comforts. I don't want to live for those things. I don't want to be consumed with, with those things. I don't want the, the, the things of this world or this society, um, like John the Baptist, to set me in a direction and, and push me in a direction that takes away from the declaration that, of, the, of the greatness of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we need to be careful and we, we need to learn from, from John's testimony. What a proclamation we have. And greatness with God is to bring glory to him. Jesus said that the greatest of the commandments is what? Worship the Lord our God with all our heart, 
soul and strength and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. And brothers and sisters, our lives are to glorify God and to bring the attention onto Jesus and make the proclamation about Jesus. What was great about John's ministry is a one-word answer, Jesus. That's what was great about John, was Jesus. Jesus. His declaration, Jesus. Jesus. When Jesus says these words about John being the greatest, he adds on some words which which I find amazing. Matthew eleven eleven. He says, As truly I tell you, among those born of women, there's not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist, yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Did you hear that? How did you feel coming in here tonight? Did you feel significant to Jesus? Because he says, even if you in and of yourself define yourself as the least, as the weakest, as the most unable to do anything for God, he says that the least in the kingdom of heaven, which we're in the kingdom of heaven, brothers and sisters, it's all he's talking about. Feel unworthy tonight? The least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he, than John the Baptist. Let me tell you some things about yourself tonight. You and I know more about Jesus than John the Baptist did. He he wasn't there. He didn't know that Jesus was going to do what he was going to do. And John the Baptist died before Jesus died and and was resurrected. We have the the testimony of the resurrection of Christ. We have the the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit being poured out on the day of Pentecost. We have the the moving of the Spirit in us and and through us. And and John, this was all sort of a a blur to John and a, a bit of a mystery to John the Baptist. And we have this privilege of this this word of God. And we now live in the times where the Holy Spirit is poured out on all flesh. John could only dream of this and and he could foretell it, but, but he didn't get to see it and he didn't get to experience it. And we live in this. You and I have a revelation of Jesus. And we have then dwell in Holy Spirit, and we are so privileged tonight, brothers and sisters. We have not just heard about Jesus and not just uh, have the Holy Spirit, but we have become the body of Christ. The, the, the least of us is the body of Christ. Hallelujah. We are defined by God himself as being his bride, his body. 
his, his human vessels, his temple, brothers and sisters. The least of us. We have been covered with righteousness. We're not dependent on, on a sacrificial system. We have been covered from head to toe with righteousness. This is all of us, the least of us. The greatest thing about John the Baptist was Jesus. And the greatest thing about us tonight, brothers and sisters, is Jesus. Is Jesus. The greatest thing about me is Jesus. The greatest thing about you is Jesus. The greatest word, the greatest name that can come from our lips is Jesus. The greatest proclamation we can make is Jesus. And our lives are in the greatest of plans and have the greatest of purposes. We have this privilege now of Jesus covering us, covered with robes of righteousness. Our identity is now in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews tells us that Jesus is greater than Moses. Greater than angels. And he's a better sacrifice. And our identity is in him. So tonight, I want to encourage us to the greatest of greatnesses. Tonight, we can be that declaration to the world wherever we are, wherever we operate, wherever we live, wherever we connect with people in the, in the workplace, in the college, on social media, wherever we encounter people, we can drop the name of Jesus. We can elevate the name of Jesus. We can talk about Jesus. And we can, be, we can step into real greatness no matter what our natural abilities are, it doesn't matter, brothers and sisters, because we have the Holy Spirit within us, the same Spirit that came on John the Baptist, brothers and sisters, lives in us, lives in us, and he, from our lips, will bring worship and glory unto himself. He will bring from our lips a testimony and a word and we can provoke the people around us by talking about Jesus, by testifying about him, and we can worship him. We sang tonight, it's all about Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. And so it is. And so it is. Can we stand for a moment? Let's just bow our heads. Tonight, it's, we need to set a long-term, a long-range goal that affects the short term. You do that when you're navigating a boat. You, you pick something in the distance and you aim towards that and it keeps your, your direction steady. And brothers and sisters, we need to redefine 
what is great as being what is great in the eyes of God. That needs to be our goal. And we're called to that. And this is not something that, that we can't do or can't achieve because we have been given the power of God himself. And so the least of us, brothers and sisters, the least of us can achieve greatness in the eyes of God because we can proclaim him, we can declare him, we can announce him, we can testify about him, and we can worship him, and we can elevate him, and we can bring the name of Jesus into the community, into the workplace, into our lives, into our homes, into the relationships, wherever we are, brothers and sisters. That is greatness. That is greatness. And provoke people to consider Jesus. Provoke people to... to it's, it's salt, brothers. It's being salty. It's the salt that, that, that's talked about in the Word of God. And we are to be salt and we're to be light. And we do this through the power of the Holy Spirit just by, just by declaring him. Lord God, tonight, Lord, 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 we, Lord, again, Lord, we give you our lives, Jesus. Lord, the moments of our lives, Lord. Lord, the, 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 the substance of our lives, oh God. Oh, Father, Lord, our, our gifts, our abilities, oh God. Lord, and we give you, Lord, our weaknesses, Lord, and our shortcomings. And Lord, all of it we lay before you, oh God. Oh, Father, Lord, but we set our direction, Lord, Lord, we set, we set our face on you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we, oh, Lord, we, we crown you king of our minds, Lord, king of our hearts, oh, God, Lord, king of our future, oh, God. Oh, Lord, you own, Lord, our moments, oh, God, you've purchased us, Lord, Lord, with your precious blood, oh, God. And so, Lord, Lord, we choose, Lord, oh, Lord, to, to, to make you our goal, Jesus, Oh, Lord, to make you our focus, oh God. Oh, Lord, to make you, Lord, uh, our conversation, Jesus, Lord. Lord, to make you, Lord, 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 our worship, Jesus, Lord. Lord, help us, Lord, to put everything else, Lord, Lord, and make everything else, Lord, subservient to that, Jesus. Oh, Lord, that from our lives, Lord, Lord, from our testimony, oh God. Lord, from our lips, oh God. Lord, and from our actions and reactions, oh God. Oh, Lord, you, Lord, would be glorified, oh God. You would be proclaimed, oh God. You would be declared, oh God. And Father, Lord, oh Lord, Lord, people around, oh Lord, would take note, Lord. Oh Lord, that Jesus has come, Lord. That Jesus is here, oh God. Oh Lord, that there is a salvation, Lord. Oh, Lord, available to them, Jesus. Oh, Lord, Lord, stir us up, Jesus. Lord, stir us up, Lord, to great things, Lord. Lord, to higher things, Lord. Lord, to the more noble things, Jesus. Oh, Lord, and help us, Lord, Lord, not to be consumed, Lord, with the, the day-to-day, Lord, and the, oh, Lord, and the what about this and what about that. Oh, God, help us, Lord. Oh, Lord, to stay, Lord. Lord, focused on you, Lord. Oh, Lord, as you are focused on us, Jesus, Lord. Lord, we thank you tonight, oh God. Lord, bless us, Lord, and bless us as we fellowship, Lord, and as we, Lord, 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 encourage one another, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you, brothers and sisters. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at courtchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.courtchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.